live from the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Armstrong and Getty. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. From Studio C. CC or You know what it is, dimly lit room, deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications Compound. That's where we are. And today, on Little Friday, we're under the tutelage of our general manager. Quotas for the Supreme Court. What does that mean? Well, the president announced long in advance of the need, in fact, before he was even elected, what demographic group he would nominate to the Supreme Court. And gender. Uh, exactly, yeah. I was kind of lumping them both in by demographics. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and so try that at work if you're a boss. Announce ahead of time for the new uh, sales manager position I'm going to hire an Hispanic man. So we're on the look for an Hispanic man. See if, see if that flies legally. But a gay one. Got to be a gay fella. Anyway. Big finish! I love uh, the Apple Watch. I bought one back in uh, early December. It sat in a box in my cupboard for almost two full months. Mm. I just never got around opening it up. Wasn't sure I'd use it. And uh, then I got it out and opened it and started using it. And I love it now. I absolutely love it. It's one of my favorite Apple products. But I was texting with Tim Sandifer about it a while back. And he said, I don't need a watch telling me when to stand up and stuff like that. Yeah. I, yeah. Thought, I thought of that coming up the elevator today where it dinged and I looked in and it said, remember to be mindfulness today. Remember mindfulness. Oh. And that, you know, what are you, my mom? What, 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 is, what, is, <laughs> what are you, my guru? <laughs> yeah, so all during the day, you haven't, you haven't walked enough today. Remember to stand more often. Remember oh, mindfulness. Does it, does it do that? Take, wow. take a moment for yourself. I mean, you can go in and turn it off. I haven't figured yeah. out how to do that or taking the time yet. But just uh, shut up. Who asked you? Yeah. Why don't wow. you, why don't you uh, be mindful? Uh, how, how much did you stand up today? Watch. Watch? All you do is watch, watch. <laughs> Why don't you do something? Why don't you get in the game? Quit telling me what to do. What's your favorite part about it? Because I've got to admit, I've looked at it thinking, what the hell's the point? Yeah. See, well, like I know we're going to talk later, but today's the anniversary of the iPad debuting. I bought an iPad years ago. Never got around to using it. I kind of use it. I just have no use for the iPad. Wow, that's funny. I use my iPad every single day, like all day. And I just have no use for one. It has no features that I'm going to use. And I wondered if the Apple Watch would be the same way um, as the the iPad. Just something I don't need. And uh, the main thing, I really love uh, running. uh, I like getting texts and stuff on my wrist. Walking the dog. I see a ding. I'm like, oh, Joe texted me or something like that. I don't take my watch. I don't take my phone with me. Don't use your phone near as much. That's one of the upsides. I don't take my phone into the store with me anymore. I don't take my phone on the walk on the dog. I just I don't I don't have my phone with me near as much. I like that. Also, uh, I do a lot of podcasting or whatever. And uh, kids say, "Hey, Dad," and I press pause on my watch. Yes. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. As, I love as that. opposed to pause on your phone. Getting out my phone. Yeah. It's a minor yeah. thing. I know. I know. You think? Well, if what? you like it, you like you it. Gonna pay a thousand dollars for that? I can understand why you wouldn't. I don't yeah. get any use out of an iPad, so different people have different needs, I guess. Um, so there's an interesting article in the Wall Street Journal speaking to your general manager today of uh, 
the what Joe Biden and the Supreme Court are doing is violation of they named the particular statute that the Supreme Court itself has ruled on where you can't you can't announce you're going to hire a black woman for your sales manager. Yeah, wait a second. Now that I think about it, the Supreme Court has ruled on that for every other part of life, but not for them, I guess. Yeah, interesting. Well, this is so obviously nakedly a transactional political move as opposed to a a gesture for what's best for the country. It is. It would be shocking. It's well. It's one of those things. It's shocking but unsurprising that the mainstream media hasn't dealt with the fact that this is just an ugly, ugly, strange thing to do. And you know, here's here's kind of an obvious and basic and dumb analysis of it. If this gal is appointed, is approved, you got two out of nine are black folks. That is roughly akin to twenty two and a half percent of the uh, of the Supreme Court. Whereas black people represent about 13, 14% of the population, depending on which uh, figures uh, you trust. And so you've got black folks wildly overrepresented on the Supreme Court and Asians cruelly excluded completely. If you're going to get into that. If you're going to get into that. But because Biden needed Clyburn and he needed South Carolina to revive his dead campaign as opposed to his, his actual body, which got one foot in the grave. But anyway, uh, to revive his dead campaign, uh, he, he made that promise. It's just oh, it's just so ugly. In the history of the Supreme Court, Joe, did we, did, I assume you listen to this show, you're, you follow the news somewhat. One of the justices announced he's retiring yesterday. Stephen A. Breyer. So, Liberal. So a Democratic president's going to appoint another lefty judge, and it's really not going to do much in terms of affecting the court. But he did promise a black woman, so that would be a first. Lady, lady, lady. I would just like it if every president picked the best legal mind out there, regardless of what they are, but that's not the way we do it anymore. Throughout the history of the court, and for obvious reasons, there have been 108 white men, because back in the day, you couldn't couldn't really participate in politics as a woman or a black person. So it's not surprising that it's dominated by white men, going back to the very beginning. But 108 white men, Two black men, four white women, and one Latina. That's it. In the entire history of the Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. 108 white men, two black guys, four white women, one Latina. You know what uh, pissed me off, though, was yesterday listening to various analyses of the question. I kept hearing the same phrase repeated over and over as they as they went through the roster of the most likely black gals to get the nod. Great resume. Went to Harvard for undergrad and law school. Wonderful resume, went to Harvard and Yale, really well qualified, went to Yale, then Harvard Law. There were two blanking names mentioned. That's it. That's it. There are no lawyers, judges anywhere in America who went to Michigan, who, who, who grew up in the Midwest, on the West Coast. They're brilliant legal minds. They happen to go to Stanford, whatever. Not a single, that's not allowed. Harvard and Yale, now shut up, you commoners. That's the real lack of diversity. Hell yeah. Fine, get a black woman to be a Supreme Court justice. I don't care about the race or the gender, but yeah, pick somebody who went to UCLA, or better yet, the middle of the country, and as opposed to another coastal person. Get somebody who went to the University of Texas, or or Michigan, or like Joe mentioned, or University of Wisconsin, something. When you're big law schools, that would be a little diversity. It's amazing. Yeah, 
Yeah, Tucker had an hilarious little segment last night where he was talking about Tucker Carlson, uh, about uh, it was a commentator on CNN, one of their legal minds, uh, an African-American woman who was gushing about this will be amazing. This is such a step forward. And John King, who evidently, like Brian, what's his face, uh, had his testicles removed when he walked in the door. I think Jeffrey Zucker, the head of CNN, actually performs the, the neutering of males who join their staff. Uh, but anyway, he said, what's it going to be like to look at the court and see someone who looks like you? And she said, well, oh, that'll just be... Too big. And then Tucker went into the fact that this gal, who is a, a, an attorney herself, went to an expensive private prep school. I mean, my parents couldn't even have looked at it uh, in Minnesota, then went on to Harvard and Yale or Princeton and Harvard or Princeton and Yale or one of those. And is and has been wealthy since the day she breached her mother's uterus. And the idea that, you know, some gal being on the Supreme Court is just it's a miracle for her and her life and finally redemption and hope. I'm like, what are you talking about? No, I don't know what it's like to be a black woman. I don't claim that for a second. But you've been oppressed into the elite of the elite of the elite of American society. So forgive me for not shedding a tear as I look at people dying of of opioid abuse in Appalachia. I would love to hear that as a discussion in a college class and papers written about it. Would it be more diversity to have the woman you're just describing, black woman, but high dollar private school, Harvard, Yale, all that sort of stuff. Or if you picked Ben Sass to be on the Supreme Court, farmer from Nebraska, but a white male, which brings you more diversity to and, the court. And by the way, just brilliant. And I mean diversity of thought and opinion, not skin color or gender. Right. Um, yeah. That so, would, somebody be... from rural America who has a completely different view of the relationship between governor, government and citizen. That's a great point. Yeah. Let's start the show officially so we can move on. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It's Thursday, January 27th, the year 2022. New you in 22. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Let's begin crashing down the gavel of truth, precisely according to FCC rules and regulations. Here we go at Mark. You know, there was a little girl in California who was part of the second class to integrate her public schools, and she was bused to school every day. And that little girl was me. All right, so that's uh, Kamala Harris. We didn't even get into that. we got to get into that later. Some, oh, yes, yes. It is being discussed. Joe Biden moving Kamala Harris to the Supreme Court, nominating her to get her out of the vice president slot because she's a loser, and then getting somebody else in there that could eventually be president. So uh, is that a real thing or not? Maybe we can discuss that. How does mailbag look? Oh, I can't wait. It's, it's quite good. <laughs> oh, the folks have their eyes and ears open. Such great insights. Wow. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. Stay here. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The Brett Baer Show on Fox has done a fantastic investigative report about the origin of the COVID and uh, new information that is out now and uh, really making it look like Dr. Fauci was misleading us from the beginning and has uh, uh, personal... um, Interests, maybe even financial in the whole thing. And, I represent uh, science. 
And it should be a blockbuster story, but I think because it's on Fox, it's not getting the traction that it would get if it were 60 Minutes or somebody else. But uh, we'll play a little bit of that for you next segment. It's I'm convinced now that Dr. Fauci is just a flat-out bad guy. I was not that way before. I am now. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, we'll get into that then. It's a remarkably well-put-together report that digests a ton of information, recently surfaced emails, uh, State Department reports, that sort of thing. So we'll uh, play some highlights of that coming up right now. It's your freedom-loving quote of the day. Continuing our Teddy Roosevelt theory. To educate a man in mind and not in morals is to educate a menace to society. Mm. Keep that in mind with my kids. Yeah. 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 Which, I, which I do. Mailbag. Hey, you can email us, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com anytime you want. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Whether it's something we ought to be talking about, you want to send along the link, or you got an opinion to share. For instance, Michelle said uh, you're not alone in spreading the word about the new meth, which is actually kind of the old meth, but, you know, it's new mostly on the streets. There's a billboard on I-8 in beautiful Yuma, Arizona. Meth 2.0, more potent, more addictive, more deadly. Wow. Okay. The so, new the newmeth.com. So uh, who are they getting the word out to on the billboard, though? The meth Drug users. users, I guess. Driving by? I don't know. I suppose there are meth users that... Are driving to work every day, but I think you got to reach those under the bridge, under the bridge, sleeping behind the billboard. Those well, the it's people. a big billboard. I think, yeah, maybe they wander out and see it. Ah, uh, yeah, the author who we talked to, whose name I can never remember to my discredit, also made the point that with fentanyl on the street and the drug dealers and the cartels and the pushers using it to cut and up the ante on all of the drugs to try to get you addicted, there is no such thing as safe, casual drug use anymore. At least, well, yeah, street drug use. Uh, Moving along. Uh, The always interesting Kevin writes, uh, Kevin from Placerville. Don't get me wrong, I'm a proud member of the LGB FJB community, but I have to admit, I think that's your let's go Brandon blank Joe Biden community. Oh, boy, I don't know how comfortable I am with that. But, uh, guys, am I a bad person if Joe Biden's hot mic comment made me like him more? Peter Ducey is often the only reporter in the room asking tough questions, but let's face it, too often his questions are less dissecting probes and more just partisan digs, and his question of the other day is certainly the latter. Uh, it was a BS question, etc. Um, if nothing else, it confirms that Biden actually thinks inflation is a bad thing, which I've got to be honest, I really had my doubts about. Uh, anyway, Owen, too. Yeah, it didn't bother me a bit, I gotta say. It had no effect on me whatsoever. Oh, no, I can't gin up any fake outrage. I don't care. If you, uh, had, a, if you had a guy that was constantly getting in your uh, shorts and giving you problems, you're gonna mutter something like that, too. Sure. My, you know, my only objection is that if that had been uh, Acosta, uh, that uh, the piece of garbage from CNN, and Trump had said it, uh, the, the media would have been faking up fake outrage for days and days. But True that. Anyway, I'm not gonna do it. Uh, speaking of obscenities, charming note from Emily. My dad was a bomber pilot in WW2, which just reminds uh, it reminds me, uh, a good friend of mine just lost his dad, who was a World War II hero, too, on in years, but a beautiful guy, and uh, he will be missed. Anyway, he got shot, shot down over Vecchiano, Italy, and was hidden by a farmer and his family from the Germans for a bit before he got picked up and spent the end of the war in a Stalag in Germany. 
Although he was a military man, raised a brood of 12 children, he wouldn't say S if he had a mouthful of it. He is a guy who never swore. He did pick up a phrase while in hiding, though, that he would mutter under his breath from time to time in, ex- in times of extreme agitation. And when he did, we knew the old man was positively furious. I don't speak Italian, so here's the phonetic spelling. Figlia don came ragazze. Luckily, Joe was bo- born in Italy, so you can tell us what that means. And uh, at age two and a half, they told me I spoke Italian as well as any two and a half year old Italian. But I've lost it all. Anyway, uh, very important you say it through clenched teeth and then silently walk off for the full effect. My eldest brother told me it means something like son of a carnal woman. Oof. You can take that as son of a hoe, <laughs> you stupid bastards, I suppose. Hey, Emily! There's no need to go there. Anyway, if you're going to swear, try to do it creatively at least. Thanks. What a stupid son of a bitch. Oh, Mr. President. <laughs> I, I agree with that. That means he does he does recognize that inflation is a problem. That's the good news out of that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, it's an asset, you stupid son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, really interesting comments here from Chris about the study uh, that showed, among other things, that the fear of COVID is not greater among the old. It's uh, the only division, really, in attitudes and practices and fears is... is uh, Republicans and Democrats. Um, uh, gosh, we don't have time. One of the more interesting points, he, he pointed me to an article that says, too long, didn't read, but kids today don't do dangerous things to calibrate their amygdala for danger, mm. like every generation of human children have done throughout history. That's, we talk more about that a little bit later. Absolutely, I want to talk about that. If you miss an hour of the show, grab the podcast, armstrongandgetty.com. The Armstrong and Getty Show. More coming up on the retirement of the Supreme Court justice, and we're not going to get into the you know, speculation over candidates and stuff like that. Man, I got a long way to go. And I've never understood the point of that anyway. At some point, you'll name somebody, then I'm happy to get into their background. But getting into the background of a bunch of different people, I, I don't get the point of that. But The top uh, seven. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a very Beltway thing. But I do, do. like the conversation of, uh, of Joe Biden nominating Kamala Harris as a black woman to get her out of the ticket because Democrats <laughs> don't like Biden or Kamala Harris. I think that's a fascinating topic. Come on now. Yeah, I would love to discuss that at length. For the topic of this segment, the origin of the coronavirus, if you rolled your eyes, I think you're making a mistake. Anybody that's, what what difference does it make at this point? Where COVID came from? China. I, I think you couldn't be more wrong with that attitude. It's the biggest catastrophe in world history, dollar wise, and maybe end up being death wise. And knowing how it got started seems crucial to me. I think on its face, that's important. Secondly, though, and maybe even more interesting to me, are a bunch of other uh, questions. The nature of communist systems and how dangerous they are, and and it's illustrated beautifully by the early days of the coronavirus. Uh, Secondly, how our government and our trusted health officials have been complicit with the Chinese for various reasons, which this report will get into. 
And thirdly, how quick certain systems in America were, including our media and our big tech, in silencing dissenting voices when those dissenting voices were clearly speaking the truth. I think all of that stuff may be the story of this century. If it gets reported anywhere other than Fox. Yeah, I know. It's it's just, well, yeah, that is so troubling. So let's let's dive into this. I'm not sure how much we'll play for you, but it's really excellent. They did a nice job of distilling down uh, what happened. Let's start with uh, clip 70, Michael. January 2020, the world first learns that patients in Wuhan, China, are suffering serious complications from an unknown virus. And we soon realize infections from a novel coronavirus are fueling a fast-spreading global pandemic. By mid-month, the first U.S. case of COVID is reported in Washington state. Health experts conclude the outbreak is due to -to human-to-human transmission. Federal officials scrambling to contain its spread offer mixed messaging. We are urging China. More cooperation and transparency are the most important steps you can take toward a more effective response. It's really a big difference with the Chinese this this time now. They look like they're being quite transparent and cooperative with us. But how did such a deadly virus emerge so swiftly, so suddenly, from a central Chinese province? So that last part is the key part. You heard uh, what's his face, the uh, the the Q-tip spokesman for the State Department, talking about China's got to be more cooperative, more transparent. You could hear the anger, adamance in his voice. Then wait a minute, how odd, Doctor Fauci, saying China's being transparent with us right now. There is there is no indication of transparency from China from the very beginning. That was that that is a flat out lie right there. Before you get into anything complicated at all. That's a flat-out lie from Dr. Fauci. Then you got to get to the why. Why would he claim China was being transparent when they weren't being transparent in the least? Right. Um, let's go ahead. Gosh. Let's go ahead with 72. Hours later, Fauci convenes a conference call with a dozen worldwide virologists. I'm sorry. I'm no, sorry, so- Michael. Bail out. Bail out of that. Bail! Uh, Abort! Eject! Abort! Abort! I'm going to characterize uh, Clip 71, Jack, if that's all right with you. Long story short, eminent virologists were exchanging emails and writing preliminary analyses that said, hey, the part of this virus that cleaves to human cells, and I won't get into the the microbiology of it, partly because I only half understand it myself, but the part of this, the grabby part, that cleaves to human cells and allows the virus to infect it, that specific part of its genome occurs nowhere in nature. This has been engineered for the purpose of studying uh, infectious viruses and uh, viruses and how to deal with them. This is gain-of-function research. It's obvious to us. And then, uh, then as we go back into clip 72, it's like 48 hours after this hits the scientific community that Fauci gathers these people on the phone urgently. Hours later, Fauci convenes a conference call with a dozen worldwide virologists. Notes of that hastily arranged meeting obtained by Fox News reveal suspicions of a Wuhan lab leak are suppressed over concerns that public revelations of Chinese involvement would do, quote, 
great potential harm to science and international harmony. Quote, further debate about such accusations would unnecessarily distract top researchers from their active duties and do unnecessary harm to science in general and science in China in particular. But some immunologists are not convinced. Dr. Mike Farzan is quoted as saying, I think it becomes a question of how do you put all this together, whether you believe in this series of coincidences, what you know of the lab in Wuhan, how much could be in nature, accidental release or natural event, I'm 70-30 or 60-40. Another scientist at the meeting, Dr. Robert Gary of Tulane University, is more adamant. Quote, I really can't think of a plausible natural scenario where you get from the bat virus or one very similar to it to NCOV, where you insert exactly four amino acids, 12 nucleotide, that all have to be added at the exact same time to gain this function. That, and you don't change any other amino acid in S2. I just can't figure out how this gets accomplished in nature. Of course, in the lab, it would be easy to generate the perfect 12 base insert that you wanted. Fauci and others point to evidence the virus may have originated in a seafood and wild animal market in Wuhan. But any scientific consensus is complicated by the market being shut down and scrubbed okay, clean that, by Chinese I authorities. Fine. I think that's with the crucial key part, evidence Michael. Let's destroyed. Go ahead and bail from there. Notice the scientists came with specific virology, microbio facts and, and, and data. And Fauci's response to them is hey, this could do harm to science, meaning. The virology gain-of-function stuff that I have backed, we have funded indirectly, and I think is good work. This might do harm to science and international harmony. International harmony? To ask the question? To, to state that which has been learned might harm international harmony? Point of, of interest. Harmony is a word used over and over again by the Chinese communists, meaning a society where everybody does what they're supposed to and there's no unrest. That's their favorite word. The fact that, that Fauci would use those two mm. phrases is, is, uh, is devastating if you understand their significance. Interesting. I hadn't Might looked at that. Might do harm to science to, to follow free inquiry. Well, a little follow-up to that. Dr. Robert Redfield was on Brett Bear yesterday and uh, talking about the two scientists you just heard from, what they were up to. You know, I think one of the challenges is that they believed that somehow they were helping science by not having science implicated as potentially being the source of the pandemic to begin with. And, you know, this is what I've said before. Uh, rather than try to uh, package something in a way that, you know, prevents people from thinking what you don't want them to think, I think it's just much better to tell the truth. Yeah. And, and I don't think that was done here. So it's hard to know what the motivation was was for Fauci and uh, and company to try to cover this thing up. You've thought that he just didn't want to be on the hook for the biggest disaster in world history. The biggest, certainly the biggest human mistake in human history. Absolutely. Um, beyond a doubt. I mean, there's the, there's not even a close second for the biggest human mistake, unless you're going to count World War II as a human mistake. Um, uh, 
or it might be, as they are just describing there, that he's just so worried about science. He, he science is so important to him, and the and the uh, and the and the uh, you know testing this and testing that and and experimenting with various viruses. He just didn't want that to go away. I represent science, so cover up the fact that there was a huge mistake that's going to kill millions of people and cost trillions of dollars. Um. No, no, no. If people find out that science sometimes goes wrong, that's going to hurt our uh, scientists. I don't know what was motivating motivating him. You know, I bring this up quite seriously. Um, uh, Frankenstein, the the Mary Shelley novel, and the 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 guy the, with the bolts in his neck. Uh, no, that that square not, head. Frankenstein was the doctor, you idiot. So. <laughs> What that what that novel was about to a large extent, and this has been known for a very long time, and you know it's not exactly an original thought, but scientists cannot be trusted to fashion the ethics of science. Doctor Frankenstein, who was conducting what it, when the novel was written was considered unspeakably evil experiments, kept it hidden because he thought. The common people were too stupid and backward to understand how important his work was. And that is straight out of Fauci's book. Secondly, and, and you know, Jack, we can picture this easily because we work with various uh, companies and partners as, as part of our whole thing we're doing right now. China, the Chinese government, is an enormously important partner in Fauci's work. And he was not willing to throw them under the bus. Um, so I think you had the fact that he was uh, could be put on the hook for the greatest catastrophe in human history, as far as we can tell, um, and it's his partners, and he doesn't want to set back what he views as important research, the gain-of-function research. Uh, one name we haven't mentioned, and I want to squeeze this in real briefly, Peter Daszak, who was the... You know, at where the rubber meets the road at the Wuhan Institute, uh, Fauci's guy being funded through your tax dollars. Talking, uh, I'm not sure it's numbered there. It's after 86, Michael. Uh, Peter Daszak talking about this is not some sort of wild idea. Um, what the virologists were suggesting it happened with the gene sequence stuff we were talking about. And, and I want to be precise. Nobody's talking about China's military created this in a lab as a weapon. That is kind of a wackadoodle conspiracy theory. No, this is just aggressive science that slopped outside of the boundaries, got out of its lane. Go ahead. Coronavirus is a pretty good, I mean, neurovirologists, you know all this stuff, but they, you can um, manipulate them in the lab pretty easily. It's yeah. just spike protein drives a lot of what happens with the yeah. coronavirus, uh, zoonotic risk. So you can get the sequence, you can build the protein, and we work with Ralph Barrick at UNC mm-hmm. to do this, um, insert it into the backbone of another virus right. and do, do some work in the lab. So the idea that that might have happened with all of the evidence of the Chinese cover-up and, and, and the rest of it, the idea that that very inquiry should be silenced, you not, you're not even allowed to, answer, to ask the question. And that was, that was enforced by Fauci and Facebook and Twitter and ABC, NBC, CBS, The Washington Post, The New York Times, The, the Biden White House for a long time. That is the real crime. So the story of this century is going to be the, uh, the the battle for supremacy between autocracies and democracies and which system works better. Well, uh, this is a, a tough example of that because, uh, you know, we've implicated China and the communist system on how they cover this sort of stuff up. And that system is not good for that. But 
I'm not seeing our democracy system be much better at this in terms of getting the truth out. Are we capable of any more of doing that? Or because pe- people are so married to the idea of Fauci was against Trump and I hate Trump, so no, we're not even going to look at this story. Well, exactly. I was just going to say, I could give you a nice tight paragraph, three sentences, on why the communist system yielded the horrific result it did. It's easy if you study communism. The uh, explanation of how our system went so badly wrong is, well, people hated Trump, and Trump said it might be a lab leak, which is so stupid and childlike, and it makes you want to tear out your hair, and I think that's a pretty solid explanation. Well, so Fox obtained this new information to craft this story the other day. Have you seen anybody pick this up? I haven't seen it anywhere in tweets or certainly in print anywhere. I wish I had the Twitter mass or the something or other enough to to rub the New York Times face in it. To rub the WAPO's face in it and, and ask, why are you not covering it and have them take notice? And I'm perfectly happy. Hey, New York Times or Washington Post, perfectly okay with, so you bring out some experts that argue why they're wrong. I'm fine with that. But let's have the freaking discussion with the smartest people for crying out loud and get to the root of this. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. President Biden visited an ice cream store yesterday in Washington, D.C. and reportedly got a scoop of chocolate with peanut butter flex and a scoop of blackout chocolate cake. So, yeah, he's seen the approval numbers. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm going to need a second scoop. (laughs) Wow. That's kind of a funny angle on the ice cream thing. Um. Uh, so Russia hasn't invaded Ukraine. We've got more on that coming up a little bit later. But we continue to dance to Putin's tune for some reason. Uh, I need a written letter. Okay, we'll get that right to you. If you didn't follow that story from yesterday. What the frig are we doing? we got to quit dancing to his tune. Anyway. Jack's, Jack's fired up. It's embarrassing. I'm embarrassed as an American. Anthony Blinken, our Secretary of State, embarrasses me as an American. Can we get a guy with testicles? Do we have any? Is there... Man or woman with testicles? Um, bunch of other stuff we need to talk about. The four-day work week. Is it catching on? Stay with us. Tesla announced uh, they had a fantastic year. Talk about that in uh, like business stuff a little bit later. But they're they're not going to come up with that out with that Cybertruck now until at least twenty three, maybe later. And I was all excited about the Cybertruck. Mm. <sighs> Got a school district here. That is denying litter boxes for students who identify as furries. Would you like me to read that oh, sentence lit- again to make oh, sure you fully understand shoot. what I just said? Yeah, there are people out there who thought, did I just go over a pothole or did he say? Uh, school district denies litter boxes for students identifying as furries. What is a furry, Joe? I love this. It's somebody who likes to dress up as an animal, Jack. They believe they have an alternate uh, persona that is best expressed through wearing a fuzzy costume of a dog, a wolf, a cat, for instance. Apparently, uh, the story went uh, viral on online. That's the way things go viral. Viral, that was redundant, you idiot. Um, about this school had conceded to the furry community and was going to install litter boxes at the school. 
<laughs> and they wanted to uh, debunk that rumor. Do it. Do it. At a school sit-down, a concerned parent said she was really disturbed after learning from a student that at least one of our schools in our town, in one of the unisex bathrooms, has a litter box for the kids that identify as cats. (laughs) (laughs) Please be true. Please be true. (laughs) I mean, it'll be proof that our society's off the rails and heading into the trash bin of history, but it's just so funny. The funny thing is, whoever started this rumor, some parent (laughs) believed it enough that she shows up to a school board meeting disturbed at what she'd heard, that one of the schools in our district i understand has put a litter box in the bathroom for the kids that identify as cats <laughs> if i'm the kid who started that rumor i've never laughed that hard in my life Win. and never will again yes yes. <laughs> yes the mom went on to say i'm all for cre- creativity and imagination but when some lives someone lives in a fantasy world and expects other people to go along with it i have a problem with that said the mom well i would agree if it were true Yes, if it were true, it would be a problem. The fact that it's completely made up to see if anybody would buy it is the funny part. Uh, the school announced, let us, let us be clear in this communication, <laughs> there there have never been litter boxes at any of our schools. Oh, so they're discriminating. God, that's funny. That is hilarious. You know, we what was that we were talking about yesterday about the human genome, how they're going to discover, you know, what makes, oh, the predator gene. We'll discover certain people have the predator gene. The idea that, well, they just smash people's heads and take their stuff because of uh, the patriarchy and white supremacists. No, they're predators. They're, they're scumbags. We can't have them around. One of these days, we're going to figure out the, the gene for skepticism or gullibility. And everybody will know their rating, and, and maybe they'll have a minder or something. But, I mean, the fact that you would hear the original story and not guffaw, <laughs> but think, oh, my God, this has gone too far. <laughs> Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, whoever started this, you have my undying respect. Get used to it, Supreme Court. I'm not a cat. I'm here live. (laughs) Get used to this phrase, Supreme Court Justice Kamala Harris. Just get used to it. Roll it around in your mouth, huh? Oh, I don't like it in there. We'll kick off hour two talking about that. If you miss an hour, get it on the podcast, armstrongandgetty.com. Armstrong and Getty.